You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, sport fans, to another edition of... No, dude! That, that does not fit. What do you want to do? Let's party! It's Ducks Game Day. On 1080 The Fan, this is the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate, presented by Buster's Barbecue. Buster's dry rubbed, slow smoked meats are so tender and tasty, they'll bring out the Texan in you. For real deal barbecue, check out Buster'sBarbecue.com, the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins. On 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app. And 1080thefan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning, everybody. We're back again. Seems like we're the only ones on the station anymore. Skirt. Sorry, what? Right. Are you just practicing your uh, Lil John sounds? <laughs> do people still do that in rap, or is it all mumble rap now? I don't follow the hip-hops so well. It's a lot of mumble. A lot of mumble. A lot of mumble. What does a mumble rap the sound like? Can you do your mumble rap for me? Oh, I heard Cadillac. Yeah, you just finished with like three words that are distinguishable. Interesting. So you just pick out words that rhyme sure. and then mumble oh, until you get to... Tuna on a sandwich then. Tuna on a sandwich then? Maybe. Well, you had to understand the rest of the lyrics. Hey, it worked for Kurt Cobain, and that was rock and roll, so might as well use it in rap. His lyrics were very deep. Okay. Yeah, they were. They weren't mumble. No, there's an amount of mumbling in there. You couldn't always distinguish. I could. Wow. But I I have a really sensitive ear for music. I went to uh, Bob Dylan at uh, Portland Meadows years and years and years ago. I knew the songs, and I had no idea what he was saying. I'm like, oh, I don't what did, what are you doing? What are He's you doing one. There? If you uh, now, if you do want to understand Bob Dylan, listen to 1969's uh, Nashville Skyline. Well, you can understand the recorded music. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I knew I the songs. I'm just saying live. Highway 61 revisited is just. I think him yeah. high for like 40 minutes. Maybe true. Listen to Nashville Skyline. It's he quit yeah. smoking for a year because he um, wanted to change the affect of his voice to a more like honky tonk thing. Yeah. It's a great album. And it's one of the shortest albums I've ever listened to too. It's only like barely 30 minutes. It's I don't weird. know that I've listened to a ton of his albums. I'm sure I listened to Blonde on Blonde, but I had the I had the essentials. Blood on the Tracks? I had I had the essentials. It was a two disc set. That that's the Dylan that I listened to. I'm saying I never went back and actually uh, went and listened to the, the full albums. I, Desire? Oh, my gosh. You calm down just a little bit. Oh, man. You never do that? There's certain bands you should get greatest hits and you're good? Yeah, Bob Marley's the ultimate for everybody. Yeah, there you go. Like, I dare anybody to name me anything but that one Bob Marley album. It's him looking to the left. Yeah. Like, I think it's Legends or something. Aerosmith has two greatest hits albums. They have their 1970s greatest hits album, and then they have uh, big ones which had a couple new tracks on it, but those two are like the Aerosmith that I go back to. ACDC Live was a double set. That's another one. Where I, that, I don't, I never listened to Back in Black. 
Yeah, because they're, they're the hits, man. Yeah, no, just play, the, play hits. the hits. And, yeah. and the live version of the ACD sounds great. Anyways, I need but to like, get to well, your... What makes a great rock album, because you've already started me off on this no, tangent. No, no, we're good. So you're... I was just going to get in the Royal Exteriors random headline, flood warnings from the coast all the way to Portland. It's a wet weekend. Just be careful out there. There's your random headline, royalexteriorsllc.com. Giggity. Giggity. All right. It's a wet weekend. Wet so, weekend. Ooh. I see what you did there. Um, you were mentioning ACDC, and I feel like there's only a couple of bands, and it really faded off in the late 70s, that you could make an album that was just, like, artfully done. It had a narrative. It it had a flow to it. There aren't too many of those anymore. Even, like, uh, Nevermind by Nirvana and everything. Yeah. Like, it's really great, but it, for the most part, it's just hits. It's yeah. just a bunch of good songs that are all on what album. There's no flow to it. You yeah, know? but there's been there's been attempts at that. I think there's there's some people that have done. You know what? Actually, a good album is. I think that was a pretty good narrative uh, that was just released this year. Uh, the new Vampire Weekend one, Father of the Bride. Yeah, it's okay, yeah, but it's got it's certainly got a narrative. Mm. I think mm. it's good. I I enjoy it. It's a little softer than some of that other stuff, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have the big hit on it. I think that some of their other albums did, but. Would you rather hmm. listen to the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin for the rest of your life? That's all you can listen to. I would. I'm gonna go Stones. How about you? I'd go Stones too, just because of the variety. Yep, that's exactly right. And you could argue with Zeppelin. There is variety on on Zeppelin three, but that album is hot garbage. So it's like, <laughs> I don't really want to listen to that. Like I'll just listen to the hard rock part. I guess yeah. physical graffiti, little there's some soft parts, but yeah. like you're just rocking your socks off for the rest of your life. Yep, that's, that's exactly that's what it is. all you're doing. Yeah, well, and they do have slow build. Yeah. Do a slow build and then they rock your face off. Yes, there's. I more. guess you could listen to the first three minutes of Stairway to Heaven when I have, you needed to calm down. I have gone back and listened to a lot of the Rolling Stones albums. That's a band that where you, you hear the hits and there's such a variety in the hits, and then you go back and you listen to Exile on Main Street or Sicky Fingers or whatever you want to, whatever you want to throw on there, and you just kind of go, "Damn, they've got a lot of music." Yeah, yeah. So it's like it makes you wonder what would happen if the Beatles stayed together and just kept making music, they, even even at half the rate that they were making in the '60s. Uh, there's an interesting uh, anecdote about a one Greg Glover over on 94.7 Alternative Portland. I asked him what his favorite Stones album was, and most people will say, like, oh, my favorite's Exile on Main Street. Sure. His was, uh, I think, Girls. Okay. Which, like, or I'm sorry, Some Girls. Yeah, I know the one. It's It's got the... Um... The women on the front. Yeah, but they're all like uh, monochrome. Yeah, yeah, and there's the, all the. Yeah, I know. I'm, I can picture the one. I can't think of every track on it, but it's a good album. I wasn't about that. Anyways, I don't know why that. I don't know. I so Greg kind of lazy. It's lazy to pick something different than what everybody else picks. No, it was a lazy album. Uh, all right. So Greg Glover is a big jazz guy. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he's big into the jazz. Mm, that makes sense. He's yeah. white and artistic. Yep. There you go. That is a thing. You know there's white jazz guy, right? Yeah, Greg Glover. Yeah. The guy that hosts Alternative Mornings on 94.7. Wears a uh, fedora hat. Yeah, well, that's like the jazz musician guy. You know who's a, who's a jazz guy? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he he, he, he released he, his own album, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, he plays jazz. That's white jazz guy. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. 
See, white jazz did guy he, to me did he is, release did he release an album though because he's a very talented musician or did he release an album because he's Jeff Goldblum and whoever produced it was like, well, it'll sell. It's got a big name on it. He's a movie star. He probably did it for a passion project. He's got yeah. enough money. It doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't sell, who cares? Like he doesn't. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a win-win. I mean, you have a record label that's like, yeah, we'll put out your. You're Jeff Goldblum. Of course we'll put out your album. And he's Jeff Goldblum, and he's like, wow, cool. I put it on an album. Win-win. I think there's different jazz guy, though. It's the jazz guy who doesn't know how to play an instrument but will dissect, like, kind of blue for you. Or tell you that, like, like tell you that you are so wrong about Charles Mingus. You're so wrong. <laughs> so wrong, dude. That's fair. Somebody on the Better You Today text line 55305, but the Stones haven't had a great album since 1980. I would agree oh. with that. Oh, so they only made great music for 20 years. They did, though, really. Tattoo I know, but you 20 is years much is it. a long time. Yeah. When was that time the Foo Fighters put out a great album? 92. They put out some good music. <laughs> yeah. And they're still going, and you see Dave yeah. Grohl and headlines all the time. But if you go to if you go to a Foo Fighters concert, what's the most recent released track you want to hear? Uh, I don't know. Uh, learn to fly, probably. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like, ah, don't play any of the new stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of bands like that, and part of it is just bands get old, and you're just like, all right, how much can you do? Coldplay put on an album. You try to listen to that. I liked Coldplay for quite a while. I like Coldplay yeah. for like the first two, and then I was done. Yeah, I liked uh, what was it? Uh, the Rainbow thing or no? Vita, the Levita, living La Vida Loca. That's the one. I did like Ricky Martin. Yeah, he. What happened to Ricky Martin? Is he getting back with Menudo? You know, there's NFL football today, and we're just talking music. Well, that's what the first segment's supposed to be. Is it? It's not okay. on my show oh, sheet. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry about that. Let's break down the <laughs> Bucks and Texans. Let's break that down because that's kicking at 10. Yeah, well, hey, that's an intense game, bro. Uh, Jameis Winston uh, reports say he'll be back next year. Good or bad decision? Go. Uh, Good because who else are you going to get? <laughs> I mean, really, though, like still draft somebody, though. Who are you going to draft? Uh, That kid from it's that not, school. Not going to be high enough. Yeah, that's true. You're not going to be in the top 10, and probably most of the good quarterbacks are going to get taken in the top 10. And I'll say, yeah, but you take, a you take a flyer on a third round pick. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson taken in the same third round, which leads to what I was about to say. Not too confident in the Bucks' ability to uh, <laughs> evaluate talent. to evaluate talent, and that's just based on recent, you know, recent acquisitions at quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Crab legs, <laughs> crab legs. You need that W, bro. Eat. I just blow. Everybody eat that W, dude. How awkward is that? You remember we were talking on primetime about. Some of the most ridiculous moments in sports in the last decade. Yeah, I think we should bring that back today. I think sure. that would be a fun one. I five said, five three zero five yeah. is a better you today text line. What is the craziest sports or sports related moment of the decade? Yeah, and my example on primetime was uh, Mate Teo's yeah. fake girlfriend. I thought that was the wildest story of the decade. Tiger Woods decade. Now, did Tiger Woods happen just a little before? Well, but. The, the whole crash. Ah, let's pull up when the See, Tiger Woods crash. Because if that is the case, then yeah, I'll 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 uh, I'll concede to you. That's crazier. Yeah. So well, and then he wins the Masters this year. I yeah. Mean, the fall and the rise. It's a wild uh, decade. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Tiger Woods car crash. Uh, so yeah, if anybody missed it, uh, we're filling in for primetime. We're doing another one on Monday. Lucky for y'all's. Ugh. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, Tiger Woods. 
Just look it up as Wikipedia and then scroll down to the car crash. That's a, yeah, 10 years after the car crash. So it would have been 2009. So, either, so. yeah, November 27th, 2009. Yeah. But still, the the entire decade as a whole for Tiger Woods, if that was in there, he would See, win. You're right. He it, just missed. And even that moment for last decade, I still think that takes second because of the malice at the palace. The malice at the palace yeah. was insane. Well, no, that, that's what I'm saying is you need Tiger Woods to be contained in one decade. To, you're absolutely right. The malice at the palace was. Abs- I couldn't believe what I was watching. And I was only like, I think like 14. You know, I was what? freaking out. I was like, is this real? We should set up an annual reviewing of that tape because it is absolutely bananas. Yeah. Even the even the sound of it. I forgot who play by play was, but he was really good about you know that that's like the broadcaster's stoic duty is that you can't get too emotional about what's happening in front of you. Yeah. Uh, the perfect case study in that is the um, what was that huge blimp that went down the the one that blew up the Zeppelin thing. What is that? Oh the Hindenburg, yeah, Hindenburg, Hindenburg. Yeah. Yeah. That's the perfect case study because if you listen to the guy yeah. who was reporting it on the radio. He is the, oh, the humanity, yeah. oh, the, like that. And it's like, dude, just report what's going on. I'm watching a bunch of people die in a fiery crash here, yeah. Bob. Now you can see, ooh, I can see bodies uh, flying from the Hindenburg. That hydrogen sure has lit their bodies in fire, and as they're leaping to their death, yeah, it's not looking good for them. Oh, there's another one going splat there. That's 15 bodies that I've counted. How about you, Jane? Well, down here, closer to the field. Not, not to... I have too dramatic of an example about that, though. Uh, if you do watch the Today Show when 9-11 happened, they followed this very well. Not and they too, were, have too dramatic. We well, just went Hindenburg really, to 9-11. But really, though, they saw, like, live on air the second plane hit, and they just stayed like, yeah, wow, that's incredible. Can you report what's going on? Like, I, and, I think I'm going to switch gears to the Texans and the Bucks. If you do watch... The uh, malice at the palace. Yeah. The the play-by-play guy is amazing at just being like, now our test is going into the stands. Now he's punching fans. Like, (laughs) all right. Amazing. Well, good. Good start to the show, I suppose. Um, Hey, let's do this. Let's talk some football. Uh, We're going to do that most of the show. We do have NFL kickoff at 10. We've got bowl games throughout. But, uh, hey, Blazers get another win. Let's start with some NBA news notes. Uh. Is the process working in Philadelphia? Yeah, they're winning. No, they're not. Well, they have a winning record. Yes, but you know, three in a row, and they lost to a uh, Dallas Mavericks team without Doncic last night. And uh, it's December. Yeah, they're getting booed at home. Anyways, we'll talk about that. Blazers, NBA, next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Also presented by Royal Exteriors. Astronomers have found a bizarre clump of Puff planets orbiting a star which closely resembles our own sun. These super puff planets are so bizarre because they have roughly the same density as cotton candy. Friggin' wild, bro. First of all, how on earth do you know the de- density of a planet uh, that's, what is it, uh, 51 billion miles away? The Hubble telescope spotted these planets, and yeah, they have roughly the same density as cotton candy. What if they taste like cotton candy? Wouldn't that be amazing? So, dude. That random headline brought to you by Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane. Check them out 
at royxteriorsllc.com. That's a super stoner story. Whoa, it's a puff planet. <laughs> Must yeah. be a lot of smoke. <laughs> oh, puff, puff, pass, bro. Bro. Uh, bro. I bet you just get perma-high living there. Dude, would you be able to stand on the surface of that planet or would you just fall through? And if you fell through, would like... No, nah, bro, you'd gra- float. Would the gravity pull you back through? You'd float, bro. Could you eat your way through the puff planet? Uh, update on a story that we broke yesterday on primetime. Steph Curry, absolutely not the man leaked in nude photos, according to his agent. Damn. So apparently we did not see Steph Curry's penis yesterday. Well, I didn't. I didn't even see the fake picture. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, why isn't this more available? I don't know. It was all over Twitter with people responding to it. And the problem is if you look for, you know, on Twitter, all the photographs that you see are people's memes reacting to it. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. Like, why couldn't it have been just like Greg Oden where it was like you knew where it was. You saw it. It wasn't a sketchy site. They yeah. just showed you. And yeah, you're like, oh, on. there it is. So anyway, so if you're uh, if you're surfing the Internet uh, and accidentally going into the gay porn sites trying to find Steph Curry's penis, according to his agent, it's not his. Um, and, you know, I got a lot of flack for, say, like, whenever I talk to Blazer fans, because I'm going back to the Greg Oden incident. Oh, of course you are. Well, I get flack from people where I'm like, oh, yeah, did you see that photo? They're like, oh, I don't need to see that. And then I tell them, well, then you're not a true fan. <laughs> And they're like, why do I need to see that? And I go, because it's Greg Oden, and he's one of the most controversial Blazers of all time. Yeah. And it's him naked. You just don't want to see it. You don't want to. You, you, yeah, you some don't. fan you turned out to be. Yeah. Really, yeah. though? Come on. Uh, you call yourself a fan. Oh, I go to every game. Whatever, the, dude. Why don't you man up and look at the picture? The NBA has sent a proposal to teams for major changes beginning 21-22 season. So yesterday we heard a little bit about this, that they're trying to get this mid-season tournament uh, in place that will offer the winning team a million dollars per player. That's pretty sweet. Uh, There's a little bit more information. So this comes from Shams Charania. Oh, I love that guy. From The Athletic. Uh, Actually, it's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Good in interviews, too. Uh, The framework of this uh, proposal includes a 78-game regular season, an in-season tournament tournament with a $1 million prize for each player on the winning teams, a $1.5 million coaches pool, uh, and a champion uh, for the champion, a play-in tournament for the number seven and number eight seeds in the playoffs. Playoffs? A play-in. So wait, when would that happen? I don't have all of those details. Yesterday, we only knew about the million dollars for the tournament. I got this uh, after the show yesterday, so all I know is what I'm reading to you. So, wait, it's a play-in for the 7 and 8, but as I'm to understand, this tournament is meant to well, if draw a, people in at a earlier point in the NBA season. Well, that's so, these are, two different, these are two different things. So, 70-game season, mid-season tournament, and then a play-in for the 7 and 8 seed. So, if you're outside of... The top six, I'm imagining another tournament that gets you into the playoffs. But when? I don't, no, that matters. I, wouldn't it be prior to the playoffs? Well, but where in the seat? Dude, if this thing happens in January and then I get in, what's the point? I think there's I'm not going to play any more games. <laughs> I'll send out all my second string. I'm in the playoffs. I don't care. 
play in tournaments. This is a different thing. It's there's a tournament in midseason, uh-huh. and separately from that, there's a tournament, a play in tournament for the seven and eight seed. So the midseason tournament is literally just about players winning a million dollars. Yeah, that's it. There exactly. is no it's, other it, consequence. It, I know that you don't follow soccer, but you've heard of the midseason tournaments that they do, where they all of a sudden just like. Oh, yeah, Timbers aren't playing for four weeks because they're going to go play in this tournament, the America's Cup or whatever, and then they go and they win a different trophy. Uh-huh. So That's, there's a different like trophy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody gets a million dollars. The coaches split 1.5. Cool. And so then you just continue to play the season? And then you go back to the season. Yeah, that's stupid. I that's, mean, it's that's worth, fair. No, you, that's absolutely fair. I mean, it's worth trying, but yeah. I, I'm probably not going to watch it. It's that versus the All-Star break. Yeah, I'll take the All-Star break. Sure. Okay. And I would take the All-Star break because the All-Star break is what makes the NBA the NBA. That's what the NBA is, in my opinion, ahead of the other uh, professional sports leagues in terms of promoting their players and their brands. Like the All-Star weekend is literally all about branding and all about advertising dollars. And they're incredible at it. Like mm-hmm. it is a finely orchestrated weekend of laughs, dudes getting together, seeing uh Great players like LeBron James, Kevin Durant play with each other. I mean, not this year, but yeah. Um, I mean, to me, if you put a tournament in there that essentially means nothing because nobody cares about winning that trophy, yep. Like it's not going to mean anything. No one's going to watch. Yeah, just, no, no one's going to watch it. It seems bizarre. The yeah. other part of the proposal is that they will do a reseeding for the final four teams in the playoffs based on regular season records. Mm, say that again. <clears throat> a reseeding of the final four teams in the playoffs based on regular season records. Okay. Now this does not specifically say, but I imagine that means you could have two Western conference teams playing in the NBA finals. Cause it says in the playoffs, it doesn't say in each conference, so wait, or, the final four teams, final four, you get to the final four. So you've got the Raptors, the bucks, the blazers and the warriors last year, right? Uh-huh. They would reseed those teams based on their overall record. So you could potentially have Toronto playing against Golden State and the Blazers playing against the Bucks. And then if two teams from one conference win, then they would play against each other. Yeah, I'm not about that either. Okay. I'm just I I, I, I understand the whole thing that like they want to get the best product on the floor, but I think that what makes the NBA so great also, and this is something they well, share yeah, with you the NFL. Love the NBA. Yeah, I love They're the number NBA three. They, They're, right. they are number three though. They do. They're well behind in revenue and viewership behind baseball. Okay, Facts. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against the NFL. Okay, I, there's no argument. No. Yeah. I will argue against baseball. You can argue against baseball all you want, but you can also yes. pull up revenue and you can pull up totally. ratings. Totally get it. Okay. Totally understand the empty seats. Okay. Yeah. So, right? Because that's the point. That's how you make money is people go to games. No. No one's going to games. Yeah. Television contracts. Yeah. And that's that's going to work because television is going to stick around, sure. right? Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> um, what makes that so great that they share with the NFL is the idea that you can have the underdog, right? You can have... The you can have like almost the underdog division and the underdog conference. Yeah. Like that was the Eastern Conference last season. Everybody kind of was like, sure. okay, whatever. It's just going to be the Warriors and they'll beat whoever comes out of the East. And they would have if they were healthy. Sure. Maybe. But, but I, I, I think it kind of evens the playing field and it gives that kind of uh, slight 
I don't know, twist to a narrative that's great. I mean, it's the same as the NFL with, I always point back to the Seahawks back in, what was it, 2010, right? Yeah, when they won the Yeah, the 7-9 and nine season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was ridiculous. They shouldn't have belonged in the playoffs. They won in the first round. Yeah, I think the Panthers did when they were 7-8-1, and one, too. They yeah. won their first round game. So I, I think there's something exciting about that. Yeah, I think there's an element to it. But anyways, these are the proposals that the NBA has uh, on the table. Uh, fairly interesting. Also uh, worth noting, uh, Blazers have now won three in a row. They're outstanding. If they could just play the Orlando Magic every week or every game, I think they're good. But they got the Timberwolves today, so you got a back-to-back. So another chance for them to win. Um, Also, uh, Taco Fall, did you see him get into the uh, game last night? I did. I uh, saw Brad Steven also kind of get the crowd up for him. Did you see that? No, no, the crowd started chaining Taco, and then and then Brad Stevens just played coy with it, and he just, I mean, the whole arena was erupting. They had a landslide uh, victory in, in play, and so Taco Fall has been back and forth between the G League, but because of some injuries, they had him on the end of the bench. The whole play starts chanting. Uh, and I think he scored five points, had a block, had a few rebounds, so the 7-6 center from Central Florida uh, rookie got in, and uh, now he is a legend in Boston. Uh, after his first NBA appearance, so yeah, why not? He's man. so slow. What he'll just be like uh, Ke- uh, Kelly Olynyk. That's what Kelly Olynyk was like. No. Yes, Ke- everybody cheered for him because he was awkward and had long hair and was white. And it's Boston. Fair, but he's not seven foot six. I thought you meant as a player. No, Taco Fall is just, just the same type of attitude. Scalabrini was the same. There's way another too. guy. I was reading the story and they were he's talking. He's a doof. Cheer for him. Like, that was it. Yeah. Boston loves to do this. They they love the guy at the end of the bench. Of course, so does Portland. I imagine so do the other teams. We do just, we? Oh, yes, God, we, we do. love Mario Hazonia, right? Dude, we get so... <laughs> listen, we got so excited when it was Myers-Leonard time and uh, and Jake Lehman before he started, like, cracking the rotation last year. We love end-of-the-bench dudes. How much... do that. It's just... It's the NBA. I mean, you watch, there's so many games. You watch them all, and it's like, dude, last year in that Kings game when Anthony Simons went in and went bananas... Oh yeah, people get excited. But like the difference is Anthony Simons is yeah, he's got talented. A- he's got a future. Like you remember Rudy? Yeah, people Dude, love uh, Rudy. Luke Babbitt. Yeah, Luke Babbitt was Fun. another one. And Luke Babbitt's whole thing was he was supposed to be good at shooting, but yeah. he sucked at shooting. <laughs> I was like, why is he on this team? Oh, we love end of the bench guys. The NBA, it's uh, it's a unique thing. Nobody gets excited when the backup quarterback goes in the NFL. Um, all right, so there's some uh, NBA news and notes. Also, the process not working. Uh, Sixers are terrible. They keep losing. Now, what's their record? <clears throat> I don't know what their record is. It's uh, they got like nine losses, ten losses, something like that. Wow, they suck, huh? Yeah, they're terrible. Um, they're not going to win a championship. That was my only point. The process is about winning a championship, right? So the Blazers suck. Yeah, they do. Clippers suck. They're not going to win a title. Uh, Clippers certainly have sucked. So everybody sucked this past four years because the Warriors pretty much. It was going to be the Warriors that the Cavs. Cavs and Raptors both have a championship there. My friend. All right. Uh, we do have uh, three NFL get- games today. There are only two weeks left of the season. Let's talk some NFL. We'll do it next after this Sports Center update. Q. Also presented by Royal Exteriors, their random headline a police department therapy dog sparked a hilarious internal investigation after officers noticed donated toys for their holiday drive seemed to be disappearing from the room. They had carefully oh. placed them in. Oh. The other night, an officer working the night shift noticed Ben Franklin, a friendly golden retriever who was free reign 
of the building seemed to be on a mission. He was walking back and forth between his office and uh, uh, taking the toys under the bed into a classroom and uh, stole a bunch of the donated toys that were slated to be Christmas gifts. What a rascal. Isn't that adorable? His name's Ben Franklin. Well, it's got a weird name for a dog. I, I don't know. It's a therapy It's a therapy dog. Uh, you know, you get it in there and people have an instant familiarity. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that headline brought to you by Roy Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane. Um, what a boy. RoyalExteriorsLLC.com. So... I wanted to do this. I always enjoy uh, the playoff scenarios uh, for two reasons. One, I like to know what's going on and what games matter. And then I also, uh, I love that it confuses you so much. I know you do. It's one of my it's favorite It's actually things. one of your favorite things of like <laughs> the year. Like you're, you're a pretty bright fella, but man, when it comes to playoff scenarios in the NFL. I don't get it. Not even a little bit. And it's so, not like that. I don't get it like. It's it's the logic. I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So it's circular logic, and it's uh, it delights me uh, beyond belief. So we'll do the AFC here. We'll do the NFC uh, in the next hour um, after we get through some good versus evil. But I just wanted to kind of go through so everybody knows what's going on. We've got three games today. We've got a whole slate of games tomorrow. I think we have a fantastic game on Monday night with the Packers and the Vikings. So all the things going on, here's what you need to know about the AFC. There are four teams that have clinched a playoff spot. The Baltimore Ravens have won the North. The Chiefs have won the West. The Bills and the Patriots have both guaranteed a playoff berth, but their division is still up in the air. You with me so far? Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so Baltimore. Right now, they all they have to do to cl- clinch a first-round bye or clinch home field advantage is is get a win. So if they win, they are the one seed. They are home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They've already beaten New England, so they've got that advantage on it. Who do it. they play this week? So Baltimore, oh, I should pull up their schedule. Baltimore is playing against Cleveland this week, I believe. Mm, trap what. game. <laughs> really, though? They lost against them earlier this year. Uh, Yeah, that's true. They did. That was like their last loss, wasn't it? Yeah. Trap game, dude. Because what were they, 2-2 two and two to start the season? Mm-hmm. They had that huge win against Miami, and everybody was just kind of like, okay, whatever, but that's Miami. And then they lost to Cleveland, and everybody just started ignoring them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they had like three straight wins, and people started paying attention to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so then they absolutely started rolling. So, um, yeah, they are playing against the Browns. The Browns at 1 o'clock tomorrow. I just want to get the time. If that's okay. Jeez. Uh, all right, so New England uh, is playing against Buffalo uh, later today. So they have a 4.30 uh, kickoff, which is So those are Eastern, Eastern times. Time. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I see. Uh, 1.30 kickoff. Okay. Uh, so that is your game today. That game is uh, for the division. So New England can actually clinch the division with a tie as well. A Buffalo win does not clinch the division that'll it'll come down to next week. So New England has a clients. New England wins, they clinch the division, uh, and then Houston can clinch their division with a win. So they've got Tampa Bay. You're wondering why it matters that Houston's playing Buccaneers, but those are the only scenarios that clinch teams anything this week. The interesting part about that is that means everything else is up in the air for next weekend. So I think that makes it really really interesting. So the teams that are kind of still uh, bandying about for a playoff spot in the AFC is Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and then 
that's your wild card. That's who's going for the wild card right there. So mm-hmm. one of the teams, Buffalo or New England, will be a wild card. And then those two teams are basically fighting for one wild card because it looks like Houston's probably going to wrap up that division. But that's what you got going on. So, yeah, I mean, it is really exciting. I uh, The one thing I will say is I'm kind of pissed all these Saturday games are on the NFL Network. <laughs> you don't have the NFL Network? No. Well, I'll get you a password. No, that's all right. I don't want to do that because then I'm going to abuse it. How? Well, because your password is connected to your bigger provider. Oh, it's not my password. Oh, well, I'm still going to abuse it. It's probably like a dish password, right? Uh, I've got a couple. Okay. So, see, (laughs) that's the thing. What? Like, you're abusing it. (laughs) I'm abusing what? you got a couple passwords. Yeah. So what am I abusing? Explain to me what I'm abusing. I don't know, man. I, I think there's been stories that people get like shut down because too many people log in in different locations, and they're like, you're obviously sharing your password. Yeah, well. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. So, um, you know, that does happen with Netflix. but Does it really? Yeah, I've never heard of that. It's happened to a few people with Netflix, but that's like if you're sharing it with like 10 people, yeah. then they'll shut you down because they're like, all right, come on. My entire family uses my sister's password. Yeah. So we have, we have a big sh- family. We have shared. It's like a, it's a, um, a symbiotic relationship in our family with passwords. Yeah, and so do streams. we. Who it's, doesn't? I think I pay for news outlets like the Washington Post. Okay. Everybody uses Ooh, it. Can I use that one? No. Damn it! Um, Why not? Are we not friends? Well, we are, but that one's tricky too. It'll make this show better. That one's tricky too because you have to register devices. Oh yeah. So Fair enough. Then, the okay, then, we're, then we're good. Then we're good. And then my brother has well, who you know why that is. You know uses. why that is. The Washington Post is far more desperate, and they're owned by Jeff Bezos. Yeah, well. <laughs> and the newspapers, newspapers are dying a lot quicker than TV. So my brother has Hulu. Mom has Netflix. Yeah. My wife has Disney Plus. Yep. And we all just kind of use each other's. Yeah, we have we have Hulu and Apple Music. My sister has Netflix. Uh, my mom has Prime and Disney Plus. That made me forget. I have Spotify family plan for everybody. My brothers need to chip in. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I have any of their passwords for anything. They need to start getting some stuffs. Unbelievable. I know. <laughs> we have two things. I don't have any. So anyway, yeah, I'm excited for the AFC. <laughs> well, and like I said, it sets up. Uh, AFC not nearly as interesting as the NFC. We'll get to the NFC uh, in hour two, but we need to get to good versus evil. I, right? I, I will say, though, this Patriots-Bills game I think it will actually be very interesting just because I I know that we say this every single year, you know, like, oh, the Patriots are looking bad. And then, you know, we wait two weeks in the playoffs and they just go on a terror. But the Patriots genuinely look crappy. That's fair. But here's the thing is what's the more interesting story here that the Patriots are finally not as good as they've been for the decade or that the Bills are good? Who saw Josh Allen and the Bills getting 10 wins this year? If they win this division, I would venture to say the more interesting part is not that New England lost, it's that the Bills won. Yeah. One of the things that has has buoyed the Patriots is that they're in the playoffs every single year because they have the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Jets and Dolphins holding up their end of the bargain. They're still terrible. The Bills are, are good. They have one Pro Bowler, though. Even the NFL can't explain why they're good. So if they win this game, that's I think solid defense and also a little bit of luck on their side. Sure, they didn't Allen. have a very tough schedule. He kind of bumbles his way around still, though. There is like little flashes you yeah. see that you go, okay, if you develop yeah. enough. Plus he's got he's got legs, man. He can move yeah. around. 
I don't know. The The Bills are an interesting pick. They're a team that I know once they get in the playoffs, they'll lose pretty quick. Sure. It's well, just, you have Kansas City's in there, yeah. Houston, they uh, Baltimore. They, they don't, don't have that gene. They yeah, don't have it yet. But, but, but we don't know. That's, that's why it's interesting to watch, and that's why we watch the game. So we'll see what happens. Uh, AFC side, we'll get to the NFC side in hour two. But right now, time for good versus evil. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, what has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Listen, I, I go out there with the expectation that the ball shouldn't touch the ground, right? Unless I'm throwing it away or, you know, occasionally they're going to make a play, you know? But um, I don't know. You just, um, you have that expectation. You, you, you work for that. You expect that. Um, and, and, and so you're just, you're just playing ball. You know, you're not, I'm, my goal is to be the best decision maker I can be on every play. Was the only dude who's not a scumbag on the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees. On Monday Night Football, he took over the lead in the all-time touchdown pass record. He's now two ahead of Peyton Manning, who no longer plays, and three ahead of Tom Brady, who he still plays. <laughs> on the way to that record, Brees completed 29 of 30 passes. That's also another all-time record. This is a two-part question. Which one of those records is more impressive? And is Drew Brees a top five quarterback of all time? That is a difficult question. Longevity, especially since he left San Diego with a shoulder injury. I think going and setting the all-time touchdown record, just to stay healthy for the amount of time that you have to to get those records, is to me, is crazy impressive. So I... Having a great game going out there. I mean, Phil Simms had a perfect Super Bowl. You, you can go out and have a game and be on, but a lot of those guys disappear. I don't know how these guys keep the motivation after, you know, winning a Super Bowl 10 years ago. The the disappointment that they've had in the the Saints have had in the, the last couple of years um, in the playoffs, uh, obviously with the, the Vikings uh, knocking them out with that Diggs catch and then the pass interference that wasn't whatever. Is he a top five quarterback of all time? Boy, that is a really difficult one. I'm going to say yes, and here's the here's the tiebreaker, is that organization is looked upon completely differently pre and post Drew Brees. There's never been anyone that has turned around the way you look at a franchise like Drew Brees has. So I will put him in the top five just for what he did for the city of New Orleans, the Saints, and the way that we look at him. I'll say he's a top five quarterback. In the end, the season's already over. They don't look very good right now. You can call it youth and experience, uh, the, the apps, you know, the combination of both or whatever. But in light of their dormant situation, there is no reason to play Zion Williamson this year. That was, an histor- that was an hysterical chihuahua that accidentally got trapped in a grown man's body, Stephen A. Smith. The New Orleans Pelicans lost their 14th game in 15 tries to the Warriors last night, 106 to 102. Earlier this week, general manager David Griffin said the prized rookie Zion Williamson, who, by the way, has not played one minute of regular season NBA basketball, 
has been cleared for full weight-bearing exercise. A return date really isn't known yet, and Williamson has been out now for about eight weeks. Should Zion pull a Ben Simmons and just sit out? I don't know. You get cleared by the doctors to go play basketball. I mean, the, the thing is, if he if he hurries back and gets hurt, you'll always think, what if? But if he's healthy enough to play and you know, leave it up to him and his doctors, they're not going to take a risk with him like Kevin Durant talking his way back into the NBA Finals last year. It won't be one of those situations. The sooner he gets on the court, the sooner that franchise starts benefiting from all the things that go around one of the most hyped rookies in the history of the NBA, which is ticket sales, jersey sales. Just being relevant is important for the New Orleans Pelicans, and they've missed out on eight weeks of of very exciting basketball and and shaping what your years your future's going to be yeah, they years suck. to come. Yeah, but this is your centerpiece, right? So get him out there as quick as you can within reason. Obviously, you're not going to rush him back. You Go idiot. sell some tickets. Well, but, right? Like, I mean, just because he's there doesn't mean you need to, oh, we need to play him 48 minutes a game. He needs to be, we need to turn this thing around, and he's got to do it. No, get him out there. Get him acclimated to the NBA game. We'd like to think that his explosive athleticism will automatically translate. You don't know. Get out there, play, have fun, and people will watch. You know, it's just, obviously, I didn't want it to happen, but we support him 100%. That's basically like I'm not gonna say I, I was happy about it or but I'm with James. I've been with James from the very beginning since he stepped into the city, so I'm still gonna be I'm with him now and I'm still gonna be with him. That was man with weird neck Penny Hardaway. Memphis freshman James Weissman, who's been serving a twelve game suspension for that NCAA violation, has now decided to leave school and prepare for the twenty twenty NBA draft. The Tigers, the Memphis Tigers, have gone seven and zero in his absence and sit at round number eleven in the polls. Head coach Penny Hardaway apparently tried very, very hard to get him back, considering the center averaged 11 rebounds on 77% shooting. 11 uh, rebounds on 77% shooting? Wow. Yeah, that's for real. That's good rebounds for that shooting percentage. Yeah. Yeah. What? 23 points on 77% shooting and 11 rebounds a game. Well, he had a le- he was averaging 11 rebounds and he also had a 77. I know, but you said 11 rebounds on 77. Oh, yeah. So you see, what, see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, if you're a recruit, can you trust Hardaway? Uh, I don't know. Can you trust any college basketball coaches? I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, Penny Hardaway seems just as credible as anybody else out there. Sean Miller still has a job. Trust him? Oh, yeah. Bill Self, still coaching for Kansas. You trust him? I forgot about Sean Miller. Uh, yeah. Which 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 guy in a slick suit can you trust going out to recruit your son to play basketball? Rick Pitino. Yeah, he'll be back any day. I'm <laughs> and I'm sorry, Dana Altman, how's he doing? He's had a little bit of controversy down there. Is he more trustworthy than uh, Penny Hardaway? Hey, how dare you? I Don't know. talk about Dana Altman. Hey, listen, he has great recruiting classes. I trust that he does it. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question about Oregon. You said that Oregon uh, was paying money to one of those guys. I remind you that you're under oath. Yeah, I don't recall any of that. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It's funny because we well, talked about this. That. Last time we talked about this, when we weren't up here, you said that there was, I don't know, what was it, $50,000, $100,000? I don't have any memory of that. Hey, man. Just saying. Sco Ducks, right? Sco Ducks. Sco, Sco Tigers, Sco pick your mascot. Dude, I don't trust a single college basketball coach. Sco money. Sco money. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from a Massachusetts 
A teacher has been fired for smoking pot in class. It's like training day or something? A substitute teacher, ah. that should be prefaced, at a Massachusetts high school has been fired for smoking marijuana in class and leading a discussion about the drug. That is awesome. The teacher was fired. It. The teacher was fired Monday from North Attleboro High School after students reported the incident to officials. According to a statement from principal whoever, it doesn't matter, uh, the president praised students for showing maturity and courage during an experience that he called, quote, unquote, unfortunate and unprecedented. Shame on those students, by the way. <laughs> Dude, snitch. Dude, you know there's a snitch in a class. You have, what, 25 kids in a classroom? You yeah. know one of them's a snitch. It wasn't the class. It was a snitch. It was some kid who yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm not, I'm not going to stand for this. My, my parents say that marijuana is bad and it's going to rot our brains. And I, I think that I need to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future. I'm going to go tattle. The teacher, whose name has not been released, has been barred from the school. Wasn't His name's Tommy Chung. What do you mean his name has been released? It was not immediately not clear. Here, man. It was not immediately clear if criminal charges will be filed. Wow. Wow, like, where in your brain, where in your brain does it register that this will be a good idea? Like, is that something you try without clearing it with, like, school officials? Uh, Well, yeah. Obviously. I mean, I think if you, you know, if you go to school officials, they immediately go, no, don't do that. The funny thing, it wasn't a science class. It was just, like, third period, like, algebra. And he's like, all right, guys, today we're going to talk about weed. <laughs> Um, Somebody want to hit this? Yeah. Uh, this is math class? I lit this thing up like a firework. <laughs> Maybe it was a history class, and they were talking about the 60s. And he was like, this is what made everybody go crazy. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Oh, bro, don't do that. It's laced. <laughs> oh, man, you need to be in a dark room. Man, I'm tripping balls. I can't believe, like, how does it start? You know what I mean? How does that discussion start? Well, he got high in the parking lot when he got to school. He did the wake and bake, went to school. But I mean, like, in the class, let's assume the most yeah. probably uh, logical way that he presented it. It was a science class. And, sure, yeah. you know, he said, hey, you know, we're talking about, you know, maybe it was like an organic chemistry class or something. He was like, hey, we're going to talk about cannabinoids, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah. Here's the, like, how do you lead into it? Watch like, how this affects my brain. Did he just, like, go like this yeah. in his uh, science coat pocket? And I then be like, to show him how to roll the joint. Is a joint, yeah. Um, Got his grinder out. <laughs> what, what, what if he was trying, it, 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 was, it was a defense mechanism, right? Somebody caught him with pot, and he goes, well, no, this is for class today. I was asked to talk to you about marijuana. Oh, like he was trying to like burn he was off going, a J before class started? He was going to be busted. Somebody caught him, and he's like, no, no, this is actually, it's actually for science class. And then he just tried to roll with that. Like, he he was going to be in trouble anyway, so he's like, listen, if I'm going down, I'm going down hard. I just... Going down in a blaze. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's good. No, good. I just don't know what you're thinking if... Like, you have to be thinking you just want to get fired, right? Like, there's no way in hell you, like, <laughs> think this is a good idea. My mom wanted me to teach you, and I told her it was a bad idea. I'm totally getting fired today. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I don't know. Well, that's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808. If you're looking for big Hawaiian flavor, go to 808 Hawaiian Restaurant at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd. And Woodstock. Does uh, I have a lighter? <laughs> Thanks. Hey, you. You. Girl. You look like you uh, smoke. Give me, a, give me your lighter. Yeah. 
This roach is fading. She's the one that tattled. She's like, I've never spoken about life. I'm like, God. Give me, your, give me your Funyuns. Uh, all right. We, uh, we need to go over the NFC playoff scenarios. We're also looking for the craziest sports moments. Of the 2010s. Of the 2010s. Craziest sports on or off the field. 55305 is the better you today text line. Start texting those in. Uh, we'll share some of our thoughts on that, and then we'll uh, solicit yours as well. Uh, that's all hour two of The Sinner and the Saint right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.